good evening and welcome back to 12th Dimension with me and Chris from Scottish Paranormal Podcast. Evening all, uh, evening Andy. Good evening, um, hope everyone's okay, thanks for coming back. So this is part two of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, sorry, I'm just typing something quick, right. Uh, that's it done um yeah so we're doing part two so we're gonna go into season one aren't we yeah the first 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 section we're talking about a wee bit of history stuff that's went on in the past and yeah. then jumping into jumping into the curse of skinwalker ranch or the secret of skinwalker ranch if you watch in america yes <laughs> yeah they change i don't know why they change it just keep it the same title Make it easier around, wasn't it? I think it was a history channel was doing the Curse of Oak Island and then um they kept ah. it like that. But the same same as well. I think it's a secret of Oak Island as well in America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's one I've been watching. It makes it sound more intriguing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, still creepy stuff either way, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um before we go into that, I've had a bit of stuff going on um two nights ago. So I'll just start right at the beginning. So it was Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, early hours. Um, I've got a camera just above me there. Stop. It's just pointing down to all the equipment. So in case if anything happens, it's constantly recording. Um, now dodgy, not like that. And it's on a flat surface. It's blue tacked down. So if it was to fall, you've got to push it. It's on a stand and then the head's you can rotate it. Do you know what I mean? It's on like a pivot. Um, see if you can. So there, that's it. Can you see it there next to the glass ball? So that. So I was laying in bed and that just fell. Fell down behind the TV. It's like, do you know when you wake up? It's like, it, what was it? So put the light on, worked out where it was put it back up then at about half two um i woke up needing to use a bathroom and it i needed to i was bursting to go do you know when you've it's one of them you've got to go special in the middle of the night as you get older you you know about it and but i didn't want to get out of bed there's something my gut feeling was saying don't get out of bed don't go and I was really hesitant going to the bathroom, which is only about 12 foot across the landing. Anyway, so I went to the bathroom, <laughs> literally ran back, got in bed. And then I said that was bang on half two. I was up for work at half five, about five minutes before my alarm woke up, uh, went off. I woke up and could feel something on my finger. So I'll show you. So there's a little pinprick there. And it was quite red round it, and I squeezed it, and a drop of blood come out. And then throughout the day, I noticed there's another one on my other index finger in the same part, so in the middle bit of between the top and bottom knuckle. So not symmetrical, but both in the same bit. Now, there's nothing near me or near the bed that I could go reach out and grab and cause that to happen. The nearest thing that I've got that's sharp is a pair of scissors and they're like right inside this unit. And it was just really strange. 
I don't remember it happening. I just remember waking up and seeing that one. And then I was checking my other hand. I was parked up having my lunch. And now it's one on my other finger. And that's it. That's all I've got. Don't know what fingers. Sorry? Both index fingers, yeah. So both. So you can see both of them. So the both on the, if you look, it'd be the right-hand side. One's nearer the top there. <laughs> the other one is. I'm, I'm just laughing. I just seen Mike Wright saying bed bugs there. <laughs> yeah, and one's there. But the thing, if there's anything sharp near the bed, then sure, I'd have done it before now. I'd have felt it when I'd done it. So, yeah. Anyone, any ideas? I'm ignoring the messages because it's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know what it was. There's nothing around here that's pointed or sharp enough that could do that. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I did, I did have somebody contact me before and they were talking about, um, I know we're kind of going to be a bit off tangent, but we're, they were yeah. talking about uh, the had experiences when they were younger. And yeah. um, they basically, I'm not going to the notes, I'll, I'll get the story later on, but they had experience with visitations in their room. Um, and they had said that they had a, they had a, an implant and it was, um, it was basically just below the left, the left pinky. And the, the, ah. the was ever in there. And, um, and they, that's, they still got it. I mean, it was like, it's um, it's see through, you know what I mean? But it's like a there's yeah, yeah, yeah. They're breaking the skin and anything like that. I mean, well, I don't know if well, sorry, I thought it was like a splinter or something, but it's like there's nowhere I could get a splinter from, mm -hmm. even though it's like the wooden units are all coated, so they've all got like the laminated, all got plastic coating of some sort on them, yeah. So I plus you'd see a splinter sticking out, and I yeah. won't get in both fingers in the same night. You'd have thought, anyway. <laughs> the, the funny thing was, when I was talking to the, the guy about the the um, about the implant in his, his hand, I'd said to him, I, before he said where it was, I goes, was it in your left pinky? Or down for your left pinky? And he yeah. said, that was actually at the side of his left pinky. And the reason I said that was, and I'm not saying I've had an implant or anything like that, it's just because below my left pinky, there was some under my skin. And there was no, oh. break, there was no break in the skin at all. This was years ago. And I could yeah. feel something that was below my pinky, and I dug it out. It was a, a tiny, about a, a millimetre and a half round opaque ball sphere, yes. total sphere. I mean, I dug it out, and I don't know what happened to it, but it was, uh, I just thought it was something, there was no breaking the skin or anything like that. That's why I asked him that. But I'm not saying I've got, I had an implant, and I'm just saying it was something under the skin, but yeah. I breaking the skin. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just strange, but that's, that's what I was saying. So, with a splinter, you'd have it sticking out and you'd have like a little like abrasion where the skin's raised. Mm -hmm. But even though I managed to push a drop of blood through, there was like, there was nothing there. So it's just very odd. Odd one. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I've got. This week. Oh. This week's highlight. This week's highlight. <laughs> so we'll jump, jump into a series. Jump into series one. I kind of thought maybe we could start off with um, going down some of the, the crew that's actually in Skinwalker to start off with, just like any brief description of them. Yeah. Um, see what we've got. So um, one of the ones that did stick in my, my mind to start off with, with the, the Skinwalker and season one, 
he did my head, he did my head and he started off with but I, I became to like him <laughs> after it uh, was, yeah. was dragging was dragging his name oh was security after. yeah it did my head in totally see was I wasn't you can't I do wasn't that. sure can't about do him at first <laughs> yeah I was the exact same but I'm beginning to like him quite a lot but before I thought it was about a pain in the ass just be it was constantly I'm um, saying no we can't do this we need to phone yeah. Brendan and all this yeah, thing yeah. or Brandon so he's a uh, so he's just so Dragon is Brandon Arnold, uh, or Brian Arnold, sorry. He's security for the ranch. Um, he's also got um, somebody else in there that helps him with security called Caleb Bard. Sorry, um, Caleb um, Caleb Bench, his name is. He also works security for the ranch. And we're going to talk about him as we go through. That's a ginger uh, guy, isn't it? Yeah, that's a ginger guy. guy. Yeah. Quite well built. Um, before, obviously, we've got Brandon uh, Fugel, who owns the ranch, millionaire, yeah. property mogul. Um, you've got Travis Taylor. Travis Taylor, you probably see him in Ancient Aliens. Um, he's he actually there's a lot of um, contractor work for the government and stuff, and a lot of different projects and yeah. um, worked at universities. He was an electrical um, engineer, like basically his degrees in electrical uh, engineering, physics, uh, mass like optical, scientist. optical science, um, engineering, and in aerospace science as well and stuff. So he well kind of um, versed in everything that he needs for the ranch anyway. We've also got um, Eric Bard. He's a, a plasma physicist who works in the ranch. He's the guy you always see oh. with all the monitors, all the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a tech guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you've got Thomas Winterton. So Thomas Winterton, he's the superintendent for the ranch. He looks after the maintenance of the ranch and yeah. kind of looks after it. And then you've got two other people, but you don't hear much of these people, but you see them with, throughout the series and all the series as a... Tom Lewis and Candice Lynn. So the two of them are like ranch hands. And I do find, as we go on and talk about it later on, I do find that um, some of the, the facial expressions of Candice Lynn, when she sees some things, I'd like to actually, if I was going to talk to anybody in the ranch and I had a choice, I'd like to talk to her. And I'll right. tell you why when we kind of go oh, through Oh, so they're the two um, rangers, aren't they? Yeah, they're the ranch hands that can eat yeah. um, the cattle yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So they, they live in... Don't they live near Homestead too? Yeah, I think they live in like the one of the kind of old cottages or either that. Yeah. Or so they just go around and whatever. But you saying the plasma guy? That's the older guy, isn't it, with the bald head? No, he's he's got grey hair. He's the guy. Oh, he's he? the guy. Oh. He's the guy that works in the the main guy. Is, he's got all the computer screens, all the all the security cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aye. there is other people that get in. Yeah, um, but they're the main people you see right through the whole kind of three series. And working yeah. throughout the ranch, might have missed some people there, but I think that's the most. No, I I think, yeah, they're they're the main ones. They're the ones that pop up constantly through it. Yeah, but like you were saying, um, Dragon, the security guy, it it did do my head in a bit that he was saying, "No, we can't dig. No, we can't do this. No, we can't do that. Need to phone Brandon, get yeah. him on a conference call." <laughs> and, yeah. like, and then he starts kicking off by going. Oh, no one's listening to me because I'm the only person here that's not got a PhD. He starts, <laughs> he starts kicking off about that as well, which, fair enough, because he's a main guy. He's running it while Brandon's away yeah, doing his own business. So. Is, this, is this Travis Taylor you're talking about? No, this uh, dragon. No, but I'm talking about the, the, the PhD. Oh, because there's about three, there's three or four of the others that are all like doctors in something. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, the, yeah. the one with the PhD, but Dragon's just, um, yeah, um, yeah, he's yeah, the only yeah. one that's yeah. that isn't. So he yeah. was like kicking off a bit, saying, 
I don't get an opinion because I'm I've not got doctoring this or yeah. I've not got a PhD in that. He's got a doctor and then not digging. That's what he's got a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Can't dig on the ranch. But anyway, so, I thought it was about a pain to start off with, but I became to kind of yeah. like him. Um, yeah, he's seen, he's mellowed out a bit now. Right. So if if you want to, I mean, if you want to kind of get into kicking off, kind of where they started or what kind of what were they looking at first in season one, kind of moving through some of the experiments and that. People in the chat, feel free to jump in as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I know a lot of the, the people in chat have watched it or they're in the middle of watching it. Um, the thing that, the one that got me was when they did the first um, energy. I don't know if it's got an energy test, but when they went in and they had all the different frequencies kicking off yeah, and the point, pointing it up in the air and it's picking all the radiation up, but then the pointing it into the ground and it's like having the same readings. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you said last week, it, the where Skinwalker Ranch is isn't that far from when they did the atomic bomb testing back in the 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's possible then a lot of that fallout has carried over and gone into the land around the area? I, I don't think that's going to cause the the different types of signals they're looking at, though. I mean, it might cause background radiation, but it's a different type mm-hmm. of radiation in terms of it's electromagnetic um, fields and microwaves and stuff like that. No, I mean, on the spectrum, so it's on the different end of the spectrum, that type of stuff. But right. um, so when when they were looking at all the different um, frequencies that were coming in initially, right at the start, and they were yeah. using the, the directional. Um, so as I said last week, when they get the um, EMF meters and stuff like that, some of them are on the directional. So they're putting like a a, um, a tin can around them so they can actually yeah. that. that small Faraday cage when I do it, but it lets it kind of beam out so they can actually pinpoint where it is. I still, the jury's out with actually how they actually pinpointed into the sky. I reckon they had some notification for that, exactly where that point was in the sky. But yeah. um, for all the directional bits with the EMF beaters, um, they're picking up um, different frequencies would come and go, disappear, and then um, they would um, jump to that 1.6 gigahertz. Yeah. And it last everything out for a set period of time. And that period of time is usually when there was a, a bit of um, some type of experience going on or some type of kind of event going on. Um, yeah. Like, for example, when they were in season one, when they were doing the, the balloon tests, so they were sending up yeah. you know, like, like the GoPros and with a lot of different sensors and that and the balloons, sent the balloons up. Um, I think a few of them got, um, a few of them got um, some data, but then... Like one disappeared totally. Well, the first one come crashing. They sent it up, but it come um, crashing down. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It, it didn't land where they wanted it to. And then the second one that went up and was up for a lot longer. And they're trying to pull it back in because obviously they had it on a wire. And they checked the. They was checking the data, and that was picking a lot of stuff up over near mm-hmm. Skinwalker where the ridge is at the back. So that was picking a lot of data up from there. But then, do you see the one where they built the two, or they built the rockets? Have you yeah. seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the first one come crashing down and just, like, obliterated everything that was in it. They couldn't use any of the equipment again. Mm-hmm. So they built another one, that went up, and they got a lot more data from that than... A lot of the other experiments that they've done, but they didn't really say anything on 
what the, what data they got from that. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of conclusive stuff for that. And no. the, the thing is, well, I'm sure one of the balloons disappeared um, in it as well. They couldn't find the data from it. It disappeared. We're so high. Because one uh, of the balloons, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but at the same time as that as well, then there was uh, a UFO sighting. So like yes. something appeared further over in the sky. And yeah, because the cameraman picked it up, didn't he? And he's yeah. watching it. He's just moving about. And then it just shot off and vanished. And then they found, they found out we... A lot of these things correlating with eventually as things moved on when they looked at the the readings they were getting and then sometimes when that full reading blasted out for everything and it was like 1.6 gigahertz was just blanking it everything out that's when yeah. some type of some type of event was happening and that's like usually if there was maybe like a ufo um in the sky that was happening or whatever else mm. the same kind of thing was going on when um the done for example got into a few seasons later when the well, as I was talking about like last week when they done the whole um take a ritual type thing and yeah, yeah. Um, the portal and that, that did the same. But there's there's loads of things like that. I mean it, it actually got to that. But they start off with when they, before they did stuff like that as well, when they were looking at when they moved into the ranch, they were told not to dig in the ranch. That yeah. was one of the things. Don't dig in the ranch. And yeah. um, the whole kind of thing as well was um they had to get permission to dig in the ranch. And that was the whole dragon thing we just talked about. Yeah. Um, at the start there, and that was one of the kind of main things. I said that, that the when the people who the, the Shermans bought the house off here, the Gormans, the Shermans, one of the other two, yeah. um, they they got told not to dig in the ranch, and they obviously yeah. passed that on to the other teams and whatever else. And then, uh, and that's moving on for that kind of warning about the digging. I think that's how Thomas Winterton ended up getting. The thing in the back of the head, yeah, because he, he was he was working on a, a nerve egg, machine or something, like that, and he got like um, it was almost like blasted in the back of the head or something, and his head all swelled out, yeah, at the back, um, outside the outside his like scalp and stuff like that, and his brain was kind of swelled up as well or something, yeah, because it was pushing that. the bone out and everything, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was mad, I mean, but then, um. But as soon as no, it's just before they started digging when the activity started picking up that he st he had to get rushed into hospital because it, as it, he got rushed into hospital because it started to do it again. But they managed to catch it in time, whatever it was. And I think that's when they put didn't they put a hold on all the experiments? Yeah, that, that's okay. See, that's the thing though with that type of radiation, and I, I can. I can't do that because I, I I know what that type of radiation can do to me because I'm quite sensitive to it. Yeah, right? yeah. To the point where it, it, it can I can actually see like when I sit in front of a computer screen, I can see rashes in, in my face and stuff like that, or yeah, it yeah. gives me migraines and whatever, right? So I just limit all that kind of use of stuff. It's nothing paranormal, it's just I'm I'm sensitive to microwave radiation, right? Because yeah. the microwave radiation, well, what how a microwave works, if you don't know how a microwave works, it basically um it vibrates the molecules and that's what heats up the stuff up yeah you know what i mean so at that kind of frequency potentially it could be doing the same you know what i mean or we're saying it's like heating the molecules up but it's it's that's kind of what it's doing so yeah with all that stuff going on and also when they were investigating around the ranch and stuff you also had things further happening with travis taylor the radiation burns in his hand yeah um he had really got on his face and his neck didn't he as well. yeah yeah and that's the thing but it was the that type of radiation it was transient because like it's hard to actually 
get that in a focused beam. You know what I mean? Because that would be, if you can imagine, if you sat in front of your phone mast, right? Yeah. That, that radiation is going to be blasting it or it's going to be directional into your mobile phone or whatever, but it's still going to be yeah. there. In a, a oh, yeah. yeah. So for it to be that focused on him and his person and his body or his hand and his face, um, yeah. it's quite mad. And the thing is, when they were testing for it, because they went about, they had EMF meters on constantly testing it, yeah. that they could test, they could see that it, it would come and go. Or yeah. if they were looking at certain things, it, would, it, was, it was potentially like kind of like an attack on them. Or... Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was a funny one, like. Yeah, because he went to see his doctor as well, didn't he? Went to double check that he was okay. Yeah. And the doctor said, it's like, you, if you put something in a microwave for two minutes, yeah, yeah it's like 0.2. The, the radiation that you've got is like you being in that microwave for 2,000 minutes. Yeah. So see, that, that's the thing. That's what it is it, it, it vibrates the molecules and then yeah. the right analogy for it, and it and it heats up and that's how microwaves can work. But that type of focused any energy on it. Um, what I'll do, what I'll do next week, I take it you can share, you can share the screen. So what I'll do is, I'll get yeah. a, I'll show you a, a kind of you, if people probably know what it is, but if you don't, I'll, I'll show you the whole spectrum, right? The spectrum oh yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Spectrum from things like um, normal radiation. Right through, basically the light spectrum, yeah, yeah. and it goes right through for like normal radiation, right through to like your EMFs, ELFs, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And you can see what what kind of can be harmful, and you'll be able to see what a microwave is in between that, and then yeah. how it falls off mobile phones, and TVs, and then Wi-Fi and everything like that. There are certain kind of spectrum for that, but it's funny that this has been that focus that it was affecting him. And there has been yeah. other things as well in the past. If you probably into any conspiracies and that, and this has kind of there's been weapons developed like microwave energy weapons being developed yeah. in the past, yeah. You know, what I mean, for a lot of different kind of things, and it's just a, it's just a strange one how it kind of affected some people. And I could see straight yeah. away where that Tom Winter did, he was affected the same way, so that was yeah. the same kind of like focus beam or something in the back of his head, as well as people on the ranch who got it, like Travis Taylor and stuff like that, yeah. No. Do you remember the bit with the alpacas? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, when you, if you want to go on a bit, I'm not like, just keep jumping in. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, of different things that were going on at the time. So, the incident with the alpacas was, was it, they decided two, three days before that they was going to put a load of security cameras up around the ranch. Yeah. So, because of how widespread it all is, and then the guy used, like the tech guy in the main database with all the screens and computers, he just leave them running 24-7. So, if they pick anything up, they can go back to it and have a look. So, they had a... Oh, what's he got? Corral? No, the corral. Yeah, they had a corral. <clears throat> there's, about, there's about seven or eight alpacas in it. I don't think there was many as that. I think there was maybe there was maybe only about four. There's or something. Like an, an handful of some, wasn't it? But they said that I think there had been an attack on something, and then what they did is they put the alpacas in a corral and videoed that, it yes. and see what come in. And yeah. there is no supposed to be much wolves in that area, and something came and attacked the alpacas, right? Well, and there was one thing that was attacking two of them at the same time. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the thing is, it had its it had its arm or hand through the through the fence, right? 
and yeah. it, it cut them all. You actually see them all cut and oh, yeah, because right. you get the vet out, and, and it looks like it's gonna have to be put down. But the thing with that is right, that was one of the mean bits that stuck in my head with the whole thing. Right, every bit of the season, right? that was one of the mean bits. And I alluded to it earlier on because the the ranch hand that uh, Candice uh, Lund, right, the yeah. lady that works as a ranch hand, and her husband's like Tom Lewis, or I think that's either a husband or boyfriend, right? So they stay together as ranch hands. Um, when the video camera didn't catch the thing. It just caught a bit of a glimpse of it because yeah. I think they didn't see it, but they seen it out of one of the trailers at the side. Yes, so it's just like a little corner. You only seen a bit of it, right? Yeah. But then the, well, the, the mad you, thing with that, when I you just, see it, it's when you go, sorry. No, I was just going to say, the main camera that was pointing to the corral went off for 20 minutes Yeah. as it all started. But, the, but as I'm saying, they got the bit still at the side, but you can see something there. Can, yeah, right? it's very blurred though, isn't it? And then the the main kind of thing, what got me is, when they were talking about it and going back over the video... And they froze and, it. No, no, when you see that uh, Candice, when you see her face, she's seen something. Oh, yeah, you can see the right? fear in her eyes. And she was, look, she totally was mega spooked, Right. But they didn't dwell on it enough. They didn't talk about it much after. No. They had this thing that came in, whatever it was. They said there wasn't even any wolves in that area. And whatever this thing was, it came in. It was trying to get through the fence. Yeah. So this thing got through the fence. And they cut the alpacas through the fence, through the corral. So yeah. if you've got a, let's say it's a wolf or a coyote, right? Yeah. It's only going to try and bite through the fence. It's no actually going to, this thing was, you could see some kind of appendage coming yeah. through the fence. And but it didn't, and it cut the didn't didn't the ranger, the guy, you can't remember his name, he went out and started throwing it and it with sticks and logs. And yeah, yeah, it was still It wasn't bit. until he actually threw one, he threw one right near it, just missed it, missed it or something, and mm -hmm. it carried on. It wasn't until he got one and went over and smacked it that it got off. But that's the thing. So, you, like with that, he never, you never heard anybody giving a description here. No. Right, that's the thing that got me is like you seen you seen the the grainy video from the side. Yeah, you seen um, Candace's facial experience. His facial um, expression was like she was horrified or she was yeah. scared. You see yeah, some yeah. fear in her body, right? And I always, that's that's why I said at the start. I said I wouldn't mind talking to her because there's a few things where you see the look in her face where it's almost like she she's seen. It's either one of two things. She's either totally in disbelief, yeah, <laughs> and thinks it's a lot yeah. of crap, right? And she's yeah. like, <laughs> or she's got extreme fear of something. Right? But the thing, so, is, both uh, them ranges are both scientists as well, though, aren't they? Was it they, sorry? They they're both scientists as well, aren't they? I'm not the sure. Yeah, yeah, they've done up. They've got all their papers and that from uni, and I can't remember exactly what it is they've done, but they're all. Highly qualified in their game. The mad, the mad thing with as so that that was you never really got had an, a a description of it from any person. Nobody turned no. and said this thing was this. It was a coyote. The only the that, only thing that they said was they thought at first he thought it might have been a hyena. Yeah, that was the only thing. But I don't know if it was pareidolia. But when they was watching it back and they froze it. And he yeah. said, you can see it there coming through. The only thing that I could see was what, what looked like grey. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think when you, when you walk, the, all the said in the eyes and 
and it looked like it was leaning through into the into yeah. the pen. But, but that's the thing though, because when you seen the greeny video, you could it looked like there was some type of appendage trying to get into yeah, the corral. Yeah. So a coyote or a hyena would they be with its paw trying to grab in? You know what I mean? It was like it was almost like something trying to grab through the fence. Yeah. And the thing was cut. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like well, cut. It looked like it was going to have to have its leg amputated or put down. Because that the, is, the maybe back of that... Maybe just put it in the back of <laughs> It was ripped to pieces. and Because he said, is he going to quarterize it and that? He goes, no, I'll just give it some stitches. Yeah. It'll be all right. And it was still caked in blood. Didn't yeah. wash any of blood off. <laughs> and it's just there walking around with the office again. Do that, the is that, is, that is all you're going to do. <laughs> It'll be all right, but then yeah, I found that I found that one of the most interesting bits in it, and that was the one one thing it, I really did struggle with the fact that nobody really gave a good description of it. Although, um, although it was somebody was trying to hit it with a stick or something like that. Yeah. What am I, somebody asked, What am I drinking? Yeah, um, it is a smoothie, a super smoothie. They got vodka in it. <laughs> It's green. Look, it looks like it looks like peaches, but it's actually a it's actually a kiwi lime um, matcha cucumber and flax seeds. It beats like I was drinking beer last week, so I kind of like went the other option for this All week. Right. I was <laughs> say you not put a couple of vodkas on tequila. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not this week. But sorry, just jumping back. So you said it looked like an appendage, like an arm or something going through. Could yeah. that have been? Could that have been the ranger trying to beat it off? No, because I think it, it it looked like it was, it looked like it was coming through the outside the corral. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but I'll, we'll need to go back and get a kind of we'll, we'll try and get a picture of that so we can get a yeah. I was it is really that. grainy. It is really grainy, but they definitely seen it. So either there's either one or two things here. It was that freaky. They don't know. They don't want to see where it is, which I find quite hard to believe. At Skinwalker Ranch, or yeah. the other thing is it's something normal. And they just wanted not to see what it is and just over dramatize what it was. So that's the two kind of, kind of options that could potentially have been. Something yeah. too freaky out there that didn't want to talk about it, or something that was just maybe a mundane thing, or maybe no mundane, obviously, but like if it was like a, a coyote or it was maybe a, a hyena, whatever else. Um, yeah. because nothing's mentioned again. It didn't get mentioned again. The throughout series one, nothing else gets mentioned about that. And then even with the even with the two UFO sightings, what the first one kind of like they talk about it now and again, but more as a passing subject, so they don't go into detail on it. Yeah. But then the second one, which we'll talk about in a bit, I think they do go into that a little bit more because of what happened at the same or around the same time. Yeah. The one with the cow. Yeah, Excuse yeah, me. yeah. So the cow kind of happened towards the end of it, so we could maybe mm-hmm. get a talk about that at the end and then. But there was another part of, um, so there was there was things off to start off with when they were putting um, the night vision and stuff, yeah, onto the onto the hillside. They could see certain parts of the hillside which which was lighting up differently. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Right? A different glow to it, didn't it? It was it was glowing and stuff like that, right? And then there was other yeah. bits as well where. They could actually see beams of light coming from behind the mesa, but there was yeah, nothing yeah. there. There was like, there was nothing at the mesa. So when they would go up and check, 
there was nothing in that bit of desert. So it was almost they said it was almost like car lights shining, shining free, uh, yeah, directly up, up. directly up. But there was nothing there, and they see but, this doing again at this at this point, and um, so that was like other kind of things that was happening um, within within kind of multiple bits going on within it. Um, and that was like obviously part when they mentioned about the weather balloons and then obviously the, the UFO sighting. Yeah. And um and then obviously going on a the the wee room that was the wee room that was at home. The hidden room. room. The hidden room. And yeah. that was a, we'll talk about that, but I mean it didn't it was another thing that didn't get mentioned a lot after that. It was no, highly strange. Once he'd done it, it was done, it's gonna change the light, that's better. I was glowing a bit, um. Yeah. So, yeah. so in, in Homestead, um, Homestead, what Homestead was it? With the room two, um, one. Homestead two, in the basement of Homestead two, um, the, there was always noises. There was noises downstairs. Yeah, right? there's a lot of Homestead, humming and machinery. Homestead it's Homestead two. Know the place where um, Tom and Candace live. I'm sure it's where they live, and they would hear banging and stuff like that downstairs, or walking downstairs and stuff. So yeah. they, they checked the basement and there was nothing there. And then they eventually found this small um, secret room, which was, it was it was all concreted up and stuff. They actually Wasn't it like, like two foot thick, thick or something? So aye, it was like really, really thick. It was just a total concreted room. And it was no maybe, windows, it was like no a, doors, square, a square nothing. cube shape, which was, it was maybe about, it looked about um, two metres Two meters by two meters by two meters, roughly. I'm yeah. sure that's what it looked like. It was like a, a two meter kind of cube shaped room. Because that and, guy um, climbed in, didn't he? Yeah. So what they've done is they found. I don't know how they found this, but they managed to find this room. They 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 knocked through into it. There was no yeah. door enough, and it was just dropped the camera. Up. Yeah, it, it wasn't even bricked up. It was just it was yeah. just it was all sealed away totally. So they yeah. they dropped the camera in first. They broke through into the room. It was just empty. Totally empty. This just concrete room, and then they found like a wee pile of bones in the room. Yeah. Um, well, they said they thought it was bones and like what looked like charcoal. Yeah, and that that was a fit, and that was when they were looking on the camera. And then when he went in, they didn't talk about the bones or the charcoal. Yeah, that's the thing. Said, I think they said they were going to test them. Yeah, but you never said some of it could have been the debris when they was knocking the wall and like whatever is on the back of the brick could have fell off and gone on the floor. Mm -hmm. But it was never mentioned again. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing, but the bones are over in the middle. It was a wee pile of bones in the middle of the room. It just looked like maybe yeah. like mouse bones or something like that. Um, yeah. It was right in the middle of the room and it was just another wee pile of stuff. And um, it could have been anything. It could have been a, a rodent or something like that. But well, the thing yeah. that room was, the thing that room was, there was, it didn't even look like there was any access points for a rodent. It was just totally sealed. This room yeah. is totally sealed in, but what they did find as well that the they thought that 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 room tended to reverberate the noise for the outside. Yeah, like, so like the noise music. amplified within yeah. this thing, and they reckon that's potentially what they heard downstairs. So if there was maybe something outside, they would hear this noise kind of yeah, reverberate. Yeah, travel through, well, right? Travel in, but other things as well about the ranch. There was always stories about them hearing. Noises underneath the ranch. We alluded to that last week. We talked about with yeah. here, like almost like clanging metal or things dropping like underneath. Is it almost like like somebody dropped like a, a bison, like a big bit of concrete or like yeah. a, a heavy bit of steel? And I said that like that was um, 
doing off East Yorkshire. Paul Sinclair talks about that on the on the actual um, the cliffside. He yeah, says the fair like that underneath their feet is almost yeah, like yeah. somebody's dropping dropping like a, a steel beam or dropping like a large piece of concrete. You yeah. can feel it reverberating and banging through the thingy. You know what I mean? But that's kind of what they would hear at Skinwalker Ranch um, for that. And the interesting yeah. thing way is when they talked about this is the party Skinwalker Ranch, but they, they talked about people remote viewing Skinwalker Ranch, and they say that like quite a few remote viewers say that it, there was they see like people underneath um and and some type of base underneath it. Ah. Well, they did a they had a scan, didn't they, of the ground? The yeah, I can't remember what it's called or anything well, like that. So the the, the dog. No, fact, before the dug, they were going to dig in the ranch, but obviously Dragon was absolutely cacking his cell, right? Yeah, yeah, In case we'd be dug in the ranch. <laughs> I mean, case in case he got sacked. Right, in case he got sacked for like letting somebody <laughs> dig, right? So they were out with spoons and stuff like that to dig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, they done a... So, they done a um, is it so, not sonar, is oh, it? Um, it's the equivalent. Yeah. Ground, penetrate, ground penetrating radar. Yeah. So they did so that. Just, yeah. They did a, they did a, a test of that across bits of the land. Quite a lot well, they, they went across, they got the reading, and then they come back again. Yeah. Just so they could get the picture of it. So so what they found is, underneath it, they said they found some type of curved structure or a curved layer within yeah. underneath the ground. So when it penetrated down, they could see something that was curved under the ground. Yeah. Right. But didn't they say it looked like a was it a teardrop? Can't remember that. They said they give it a shape name. I can't remember. I'm thinking it was it's teardrop. I might it be was wrong. definitely some curvature anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think the actual episode um referred to um the curve. I can't remember the exact name of the episode, but it was called like, the curve something, and yeah. um, or something in the devil, the thing is in the curve or something like that. It's like something like that in the in the name of the episode. But they found we're doing the ground penetrating radar before they actually did the digging. They found some like it looked like a curved um, kind of structure underneath. That's what yeah. it looked like, right? And uh, at this point, dragons totally cacking it now because another maybe got to try and dig. So they have to make yeah, that phone call. Everyone's talking about digging, and he's like, they have to, they have to oh, make that phone call well, to well. Brandon and say, Look, they're gonna dig. Yeah. So um all right, so that's that's kind of found. So they eventually um get the okay to dig. Did they dig in the first series? Yes. Or is that right the they dig in the first series? I do. So yeah. when they go into the digging, though, um a lot of kind of strange things happen when they start digging. Yeah, well, that's what they said, isn't it? Mm-hmm. As soon as they start digging. Oh, sorry, I just need to jump back on something. So yeah. when Travis Taylor got them burnt, they lifted a manhole uh, concrete slab up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that's when, when he got his hand. That's when he got his hand burnt. So there was like some type of um, what was it? I don't know if it was a waste section or something. Yeah, because he said manhole. it proper. It stunk. Yeah. And, and then he lifted that up, and that's when he lifted it up. And so he lifted a concrete slab off uh, this skinny section, and that's when he got his hand burned. Like, yeah, with it's the like water it inside it, it. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of before when he got the, the, the radiation burns on his hand and yeah, on his yeah. head and stuff 
that when he touched that. And it's happened to a few people over at that same bit. There's been a few people just about fainted when they walked to that bit. And it's not because of the smell of the <laughs> whatever's in there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's, just, it's just because when they go to that bit, they get lightheaded and they feel nauseous or they feel dizzy. Yeah. And then they've been um, they've having to be kind of taken away from you. There's been a few people that's happened to that same section. Yeah. Uh, the build. So they go kind of further on. They've got the find obviously. So in the first season, they've seen UFOs. They've tested for the data. They've found some data um, that there's like this. The, the the signals are coming from somewhere up high, and they're coming yeah. from somewhere like um, radiating to a bit low as well. And they're trying to pinpoint that. And then, so that's that. There's been um, obviously sightings of that. This weird wee room in the house where there's been stuff, things are seen in that kind of, as well. They've also had noises about the house. Um, yeah. They tried to attribute it maybe potentially this wee room was um, was reverberating some of the noise, but at the same time, why was it there? But they never mentioned that again. They went to this strange wee room that well. was in the basement, all bricked up, totally sealed in concrete. And then it was, uh, it just, it just went on to something else. Never really talked about it. I know, yeah. So I, I don't understand why, why, unless, unless you go into detail in the other episodes. But like no, no, two and three. no, with the, no, with that we um, room though. That was the last I talked about it in season one. I See, didn't really go back in here. What I got from that, that room was, that was built. Something was put in there. And then it was sealed up with whatever inside it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But then did that was that the remains of what was in it? Or did whatever was in there manage to get out mm -hmm. without um being found? I don't know. It's it's, it's an interesting one like that. I mean, but these things it reminded me of a story. Which I'm going to kind of jump over a wee tangent, but it's quite an interesting story. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig it out one time and I'll, I'll I'll post it up. But it was in America where um, there was a, a house that was like really really haunted. It was almost yeah. like some demonic, and um, things went missing in the house. People were getting pushed, people were getting grabbed, scratched, things like that. And there was this thing, whatever it was, in the house, and they eventually um, found a a room. That they didn't know was yeah. there, right? It was bricked up. There was nothing. There was nobody to get into this thing, right? There was nobody to get in this room. But I can't remember all the instances that happened. But it was really, really I didn't really get scared a lot of these stories. But this one kind of spooked me a wee bit. It was kind of that's yeah, quite yeah. And I think they're going to make a, a film or a story yet. But what they found at the end, um, they actually um, found this room that was sealed away, totally sealed away, and you couldn't see it from the outside or anything like that. And oh, yeah. um, what they found in it was um keepsakes from people in the house it was all like gathered oh. up in this wee room like stuff things that was recent so things for off the family that was maybe like like a, a ring or a necklace or a kid's toy was like stolen yeah. off them and it was in it, they found it in this sealed room which was no way they could get into it so it kind of reminded me of that a wee bit um quite a strange yeah. story a bit of a tangent like but um, yeah Oh, it's still kind of related. Cheers. What the fuck's that? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Missy's just, just getting something out of, out of the room and she thinks she fell over something. <laughs> 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 just scared. I had me hat hung up. 
at the side, some hooks. She's just knocked it off. <laughs> just a <laughs> paranormal heart attack. <laughs> it's all right. Um, yeah. Um, so, oh, so somebody's asked about the question about the bones. So, like, what do you think they wear? Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is with the bones, right? When you look at some other kind of things as well, right? Yeah. Where some people, there's been things in other um, cultures where they'd make a wee pouch up with things. And it would be a yeah. curse in a certain place, and it would keep it in somebody's house somewhere, and it would bring like negative energy or a negative entity or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, uh, so, like is it a talisman? Talisman. Yeah, there's different names for them, right? But yeah, yeah. There's um, so there's things like that. So potentially, was maybe something that are put inside this wee room to try and maybe draw something in there or to keep it there, or a lot of different theories for it. I mean, the jury's out in that one. They didn't delve into it too much. Um, after it, and then I don't know if you heard the, the testing of the bones and stuff like that, but that's what I can't even. I first seen it attributed because you've seen them a, a wee pile sitting in the middle of the room, and it was yeah. almost like something like that it had been sitting there for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it kind of reminded me of something like that somebody's put in there yeah. to kind of either ward off something or to kind of contain something, yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah. actually create something, you know what I mean? Yeah. People didn't know about right. so, well, do one question before we go for a break. Because we're all yeah. doing an hour and a half tonight, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, so this is from Space Cadet. Um, what does Chris and Andy think the bones were for in that room? That's the question I just said there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's right. I thought I'd put it up because it's obviously yeah. relevant to what we're talking about. But, yeah, I... Without being there, you, you don't know, do you? Hmm. Really, we just we all we're getting to see is what they're filming. So, Somebody, how much it, how much it, oh, how much of it is actually true? How much is like genuine? Somebody's just poked a wing down in the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is total concrete though. So the 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 top it was concrete, yeah, because, yeah. concrete. And the front of it was actually a breeze block, so they had to break through to get into it. And it wasn't like it wasn't like a blocked up doorway. It was like just a tall brick wall that they get. Because it's like it's like just add-ons, like extensions, constantly being built onto it, wasn't it? See, I can I can have thought that would have been like some type of ladder or something, but it's been totally sealed in. So it was obviously yeah. underground and stuff like that. It's yeah, because yeah, like, it's below ground level, wasn't it? You'd maybe have that as some type of ladder, but it was built at the same time as a house. Concrete unless, away. So why would you seal that away? Unless they just weren't using it anymore and they sealed it off. Because how many owners has that had since it, they first started building on there? Yeah, no. It's going to be I mean, a few. I find it odd, though, like if you'd, you'd seal something like that off rather than just keep it for like storage or something. Yeah. Strange one, but yeah. the bones, it's a strange one, the bones, because you didn't see enough of it, but that was the first thing that sprung to mind for me, but uh, maybe yeah, something yeah. has been put there, but I don't know, you really don't know, as Andy says. No. No, but the, another thing that they were saying is most things happen around Homestead too. Mm -hmm. That's where the main activity is. Homestead is it not? No, Homestead 2 is that, that's, Homestead 2 is that one with the bit downstairs. Yeah, yeah, but it's, that's where Homestead a lot of the activity... Homestead is the old ramshackled one. 
yeah, the, the buildings that they don't even know what they're for, they're just there and falling apart. Yeah. Um, but he said there's not much happening Homestead One because obviously that's the main living area. So don't know why there's not a lot there. But yeah, it, it is difficult. I think we need to trip out there and go and decide for ourselves. But that's what I was saying last week as well. I mean, these <laughs> places, way, isn't it? these places are everywhere. Yeah. I, I think they're everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's um, it's as interesting when you actually look at a certain area where it's got like activity, UFO activity, and everything yeah. around about it. And you look, you don't even just look for if you if you look at look at it over like a fifty year period. Yeah, and you see all the different instances that's happened because you're looking at Skinwalker Ranch and and can you look at it for the outset? Going back even initially, obviously I know Baston that were there and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. You're looking at over the space of like thirty or forty years, but it spans beyond that, and then that's where you've got all the accounts there. But if you take a place which has got uh, a lot of accounts and then look further and further back, as you know, it's yeah. attributed to like a lot of phenomena happens everywhere. Yeah. These places everywhere. And I'm just finding them. And it's like a lot of them, people probably know about them, but they don't want to share it because they don't want the publicity. And then everyone going down there and trying to do experiments and find out what's going on. I definitely, I'm, I'm a kidney. I think there's one, there's one here. Yeah. No key with Asti, but in like in the Bathgate Hills and stuff. I mean, yeah. there's so much stuff happened here. I mean, you've, you've got, um, Within that, that, as I said last week, within a small geographical area, you've got the whole Falkirk Triangle thing, right? Which is it spans yeah. a lot further than that. The Bonnie Bridge and stuff. There was like hundreds of sightings and hundreds of different um, stories that happened in about like between the late eighties to kind of late nineties. You've got all the prominent uh, prominent abduction stories, which yeah. some of them, the police were involved in stuff like that, all happened within like fifteen miles of each other. Right, right. You've got the Silverman account with the the cryptid thing happened yeah. in the same area. You've got um, a lot of other stories in about the same area. I was even looking at some more last night, um, yeah. and they're just so closed in in a small area. And then to top that off, they're sitting amongst like burial mounds and all that kind of stuff as well, throwing all that in the mix. So, I mean, you the thing is though, there's some of these places people are only constantly staying in them, or maybe they're staying in like a, a local town where. I'm not constantly looking at sky or at sky or expecting stuff. Things yeah. just been transient and happen within an area, and people don't know what it is. But yeah. because again, Walker's had a bit of history in regards to having a curse there in the past, and yeah. then uh, you, you can see it being more prominent. But yeah. um, these places are out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, we'll go for a quick. Well, go for a five-minute break, and then we'll carry on. Yeah, perfect. Right, so I'll see you guys then.
Sorry, I was just um, getting some questions ready and Chris has sent me that picture. So if you bear with me one minute, I'll get that up if you want. Do you want to do that now, Chris? Yeah, if you want me. Yeah. Right. Uh, one second. Right. That's right. Gone in the wrong place. If we do it as an overlay, it'll be easier. Downloads. Um, there it is. There we go. So you can see, you can see this, not me where your free genome that kind of comes in, and what type of technology works off like non-ionizing, non-ionizing radiation, and then and you've got ionizing radiation at the other end. That's like your X-rays, gamma, cosmic, radioactive sources, stuff like that. So there's a different type of frequency in the wavelength in there. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's this kind of stuff in the middle here where you see the. The microwaves, and then maybe even at the very end, the 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 ELF stuff as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the stuff that's kind of like harmful. You know what I mean? The stuff in the middle. I think all yeah, it can be harmful to a certain degree, but I mean that's kind of what you're attributing to some of the kind of radiation burns and that they're getting on the ranch. As I would suspect, it's coming to science. It's coming from microwaves. You know what I mean, within yeah. that in the range, and you see there your three gigahertz range, and then. Where they're getting that whole signal, it's like one point six gigahertz. It usually comes in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So where, like, where the cell phone and the tower and all that is. Well, not yeah. Well, see, you've you've got it there. It's, that's just all kind of bunched in together. You know what I mean? Ah, you, right. You okay. The different signals and stuff, but it's the the far end doing the the um the gigahertz. I mean, but when when people are um supposed to be the whole kind of thing about tracking UFOs and all that kind of stuff and the guards to like military, it's at the three gigahertz level. Right. right. That's where it's supposed to kind of, but that's, there's loads of stuff that works off three gigahertz as well, but that's where you're usually finding, um, it, it comes from, you know what I mean? That's supposed to be the kind of signal, the kind of tracking all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, right. that, came, that actually came from, I was talking to via Twitter, what's his name again? Um, John Ramirez. Yeah, um, talking to him on Twitter about um, flying deals. He's not on Twitter anymore. Um, but I was talking about flying deals and about baiting because I was talking about that the one of the places which is south of Paul Sinclair, like stacked in walls, because that's one of the old, that's one of the oldest radar sites and definitely the oldest radar site in the UK, stacked in walls next to Paul Sinclair, the one that they see stuff. And I was yeah, wondering, yeah. I was wondering if that had the capability to to pump out anything which was baiting anything. In. Or anything like that, and, he, and John Ramirez says, "No, that he knew loads of that's that's his thing. He knows all the radar shit." Yeah, and he basically he basically said that it's no that the main one would be like the for like tracking and stuff like that is like flying deals. That's the one. Um, yeah, yeah but different story. But I mean, that's just to give you a kind of rough idea. I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah. I'm shoot the messenger if I'm slightly off, but I'm yeah. I'm into it for the fact that um I've got a sensitivity microwave radiation, so hey, I, I I love it. You know what I mean? So, no, love it. I love it. Yeah. No, no. Right. Um, we have got some questions. Right. So, I'll start 
I might start at the beginning and just work through them. So, first one is from Umbra. Um, does anyone know what the radius where the don't dig rule stops? How are people putting in building foundations, etc., in that region, or do they not put foundations in? Um, I don't. They've not built on it for a long time, have they? Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a. It's like a local authority thing. I just think it was like on the ranch, on the ranch uh, where that was on its own. It was just yeah. passed down by previous ranch owners that just says. Don't dig on the ranch. Yeah, because if um, you do, stuff will go down. And well, I don't even think they said why. I think I just think when the people moved in, they said don't dig in the ranch or whatever. Or I don't think they actually left a reason why. And then before that, there was a bit where somebody mentioned that further back, who was uh who done work at the ranch before before the Gormans, and he said the same. There was something about they wanted to dig in the ranch at a certain place where there was a boulder. Um, sitting which you'll see in like seasons coming up, but yeah. I don't know how far that spreads. But the, the actual description about no digging in the ranch was mainly focused on the ranch, yeah. Um, and that's it. And but my whole kind of thing on that, which I alluded to last week, was um, if you've got other places like this and you don't know what stirs it up or pokes a hornet's nest, you could be they could be building a motorway somewhere, right? Yeah, and that could generate a UFO flap if that was the case. Yeah. Right, but how would you know that? I mean, that's the same. So I used to kind of think of these kind of things where you're the UFO flap and and um, the Falker carrier, and I'm just yeah. trying. I, I'm starting to look into it, but I'm wondering if at the same time there was a new motorway getting built right next right. to Bonnie Bridge and all that kind of stuff, right? The yeah. M80, and I always wondered if did that was was in does that maybe akin to maybe causing anything and, and whatever. I mean, so you don't know. You you really don't know. No, it could have been. You never know. No. Um, right, sorry, I'm just getting the next one. Um, right. Ah, so this this bit was in season one. So from Space Cadet, uh, what is both your opinions on the episode with Linda Moulton Howe and her anal analysis? Do you remember oh. that one? I can't remember it. Aye, what was what was our overall? I can't remember our overall analysis at the end, though. Wasn't um, that about that was about the mutilations, wasn't it? But the mutilations. But the, the main kind of thing that happened at the end was there was a, a cow that the rest of the cows disappeared away from it. Yeah, they went to the other side of the it, ranch. It collapsed. It then started. They had it on camera. It collapsed, and then was trying to get up. And as it was getting up, they try and move again. You could see there was a UFO in the frame above it. Yeah, just above the tree, wasn't it? And the reason they were saying it was a UFO because um, Eric Bard had actually managed and they, they managed to work out where it came from in regards to the speed and all that kind of stuff and the frames and how quick the frames went. So yeah. it wasn't just a bird fleeting past or they caught it in another frame or another camera elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, this was a definite UFO. This thing appeared and it disappeared. And as this thing appeared, the cow reacted to it as well yeah. um, at the same time. But during that time as well, when they went across to it, um, I know obviously we're going to be a bit more the question, we'll come back to the question, but when they went across to it, that's when things like, I mentioned earlier on, with Caleb's phone started going nuts. Oh, he just it went like somebody, It was like somebody going through his phone without him touching it. You could see it going it was, through it. Like everything was being open and closed and each app was being activated as it yeah. was being open. All, it, the, button, all the numbers... It's like they were sending, like, 
just trying to use it for messaging, making phone calls, every single thing on that phone. But you can you see can all the yeah, yeah. it really, really fast. And going to, yeah. it, well, you can only do that. one at a time. And all that kind of stuff. It's happened to Everything was working. Yeah, it wasn't just his phone. It happened to somebody else in the ranch as well. Yeah, it happened um, earlier. Uh, Travis earlier yeah, on Travis. at the beginning. Right. And it's like someone was just pressing all the numbers and then there was texting at the same time, mm. opening the apps at the same time, closing them, turning mobile data on and off. Just, everything was being pressed all at once. And it's mm -hmm. impossible to do. I, that's what they the said. Whole, so, but the whole cattle mutilation thing, you know, I mean, the whole cattle mutilation thing, where um, I can't remember what, what her eventual analysis was at the end, but I know what our thoughts are in some of the cattle mutilations in regards to what they are and stuff. So there's a few yeah. different theories out there. Where it's like they were, they were looking. I think, from what I can remember, she pretty much said that there's no way it could be human um humans doing it mm -hmm. it's, we de don't have the technology to do all that because they were saying about there was not one drop of blood underneath where yeah. it's happened to others it was surgical stuff was surgically removed if we was to do it well if we was to do it with laser we you couldn't get a laser out there to do it mm -hmm. it'd have to be taken laser um, cutting done and then the animal put back to where it was but then think, that, they kind of think that that might happen anyway yeah with I, the, I, being lack of lack of blood I kind of think as well like when I was watching it was either this or Hunt for the Skinwalker I'm sure it was this the first season it was yeah. when I remembered about because uh, I was running one night if you know some of the stories I've talked about in the past I got I basically got followed by, it was like a, a red LED and it, it was like it, it basically ran next to me for it. I thought it was a dog with a collar on, but then yeah. I couldn't see the dog. I mean, it wasn't there, the thing disappeared, but it tracked me for like 700 meters running right. next to me, right? Weaving in and out the bushes, and it wasn't far, it was only like maybe five to ten meters away from me. But I totally forgot all about it. I mean, I was watching this, they talked about because you hear people talk about orbs and stuff like that. I'd never yeah. ever heard anybody talking about the small LED, but they talked about a small red LED fleeting in and out about the cattle and stuff like that. And that's when it came totally back to me. And I went back to my wife and I said, do you remember I, I talked about that? Because I can't yeah. remember. She goes, did I never tell you? And she says, yeah, you never stopped talking about it for months. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mad. I mean, totally mad. Yeah. Yeah, but um, like I said, she didn't... Same again, didn't really come to a conclusion with anything did they with what no, she was saying i don't think i don't her, remember anything her conclusion her conclusion was that she, i know some of your theories that things are maybe getting tested on for um is it the prions i mean like say to david that the what's the what's the actual the brain disease cause and stuff like that that some of the cattle get oh um, they get it in deers and elk and stuff like that um, which basically I can't remember the name yet. I know the name it from like, beef cattle and Kreisel Jakob disease, which is CGD. So yeah. that that um, what, what we call same type name. of stuff, same type of stuff is found in deer, yeah, yeah. found in like elk and stuff like that. And um, David Plydes alludes to it in his new film, where yeah. um, and that, somebody mentioned it last week. I've watched it this week, and um, and that's the same type of thing. But she alluded to it, she thinks that there was they were either testing for that. To see how far it's in the food chain, um, that was one of the theories. Yeah, um, 
And if it was either government or UFOs or a mixture of both. You know, yeah. I know that was one. Yeah, I remember her saying that now. It could have been, she can't be 100%, but it could be either government and our ET. Because there was one, there was one back in the day when they found a, a needle underneath the underside of the the cow, and a lot of them ah, all, right. some of them always got dropped. It seemed like they, they dropped and broke the legs, so it like, like, looked like they dropped for a yeah, high yeah. and things like that. A lot almost with the mutilations as well, but that was that. And then there was one case, I think it was one case where they found like a hypodermic needle underneath the cow. Right. Hmm. There's a lot of helicopter sightings around there as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Black helicopters and stuff. So, what's what's not to say that they're going at night, picking cattle up, taking them, then just dropping them back off when they've done whatever they're doing? Too too quick, though. I mean, that's the thing. When you see this new film with David Politis, there's like people, if you've not seen the film already about the UFO connection missing 411, there's guys doing logging. Um, yeah, Spanish guys doing logging. They see, they see um, a group of elk getting chased by a small five foot UFO, and, a, oh, right, and, a, okay. and then it goes down. It picks up one elk, and so this thing's no big enough to have a man in it. It basically goes down. And it picks up one elk. It's about it's not got any strings or it, or like any ropes attached there. It's just right. got the elk frozen, and it's flying away with the elk. Oh, and right. they, they see it and they report it, and it gets investigated the day. It got investigated the. Um, you phone and stuff like that, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Quite interesting. That's mm, first time I'll have to that. watch that. I'll, I'll watch that over the weekend. But that was elk, and it's happened. There's been a few other ones where it kind of connects things like that. And, I mean, I know we're going off tangent, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cheers for that. Right. Um, kind of answered it, but not. So, from nickname, what are your theories or thoughts on the cow and the UFO? Do you think there's a connection between the two, or was it just coincidence? I'm definitely, I've definitely seen a connection there with that. I mean, yeah. especially when that was going on, the thing after it with Kayla was phone, and then obviously them seeing the UFO and videoing it, and they yeah. managed to actually track, not track it, but work out the speed of what it, yeah. what it done. So and the it fact that there was 42 cows in total in that herd, mm-hmm. because they two rangers had to go to find all the others and count them and they said they was on i think it's a west paddock or whatever mm-hmm. and since they've been there the cows have never gone over to that part of the ranch yeah they've always stayed on the east side and they mm-hmm. got as far away from where the dead cow was as yeah. possible yeah because yeah. it's all fenced off so they can't just get anywhere um but I did see a connection oh. because that that was the thing where them seeing that. And originally when I seen that picture and they seen like it was like a black, a black circular thing. I just thought that's a bird. You know, something yeah. like that. But when they actually look at other footage and they manage to work at the speed of the thing, and yeah. it's it just flies it. It's, it's no I think it <clears throat> either appears and disappears, or it's actually in another frame. I can't remember. But they work at the speed of it or how quick it's came in and out. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Right, quick question. Not all going off topic a little bit. So this is obviously from me to you. Do you think the with the missing four one one can include animals, not just humans? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you watch this new one, you'll see it does. That's they do with the mutilations and cattle getting took away and stuff like that. And yeah. it's again the reckoning is down to the 
the the prions and stuff like that, the brain right. disease. No, cheers. Right, <coughs> um, next one again from Umbra. Uh, with so much activity on Skinwalker, why do you guys think nothing absolutely conclusive has been provided, either from the owners, government, or even curious general public? Um, I can answer a bit of that. The first bit is when Bigelow had it, a lot of he had to sign official secrets act. He wasn't allowed to disclose anything. And then when the government was on there, they kept they classified a lot that went on as well. Mm -hmm. So there is stuff on there, just we're not allowed to know. There is, there is. I mean, I think for them it was hard to get proof. Of, they got like there is videos of stuff. Um, there's all the, the witness testimony that happened on the ranch when the NIDS team was there in yeah. regard to them seeing like a portal open up. John Alexander, um, who was like a colonel in the military, he's involved in a lot of different programs, and he said the place was like a portal. And yeah. um, and the all the kind of strange things that happened during the NIDS era, you heard the, all these stories, and that was like with the with the mutilations, and that was all documented for the teams that were there. People also seen things. I mean, it's hard for it. It was all witness testimony. These people were all government people. When it moved to Bass, for NIDS, NIDS, some of these stories are out, most of them are out. When it went to Bass, yeah. which was funded by the OSAP programme um, and the DIA, right, Defence Intelligence Agency. So when it was funded by them, all that was still classified. So, and it, Kenny, I'm sure it ended quite bitterly. I don't think, um, as far as I've led to believe or read, that um, Bigelow didn't get fully paid for everything, so he held on to some of the information as well at the end. Right. But um, a lot of it didn't get released. Some of it got released in Skinwalkers at the Pentagon um, in regards to people pulling the hitchhiker effect and stuff like that and things yeah. following them. But a lot of that stuff that happened in the past period during OSAP um, didn't get released. But there's an interest, and I'd, 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 go, I'd get used to go and, um, and look at that. Um, there's a new podcast with um, George Knapp, and Jeremy Corbell called Weaponized. All oh, right, okay. This week they've got um, they've got a guy called I think it's Jeff Stratton on it. Yeah. And Jeff Stratton was one of the the guys who was in OSAP. He was in he was in OSAP. He's basically a military guy contractor, right? But he's like yeah. an engineer type guy, no UFO guy. But he was involved in OSAP. Um, he was involved in um, ATIP, and he's been and he was involved in a lot of the different programs, and then he's ended up. He was in getting the whole kind of um, the new UFO kind of team together and stuff like that, and was yeah. assigned to try and pull all his stuff together. Then they took him off it at the end. It was mainly because he was assigned to doing something else. But it's an interesting. Right. I think they're only in the like third podcast, the third or fourth one now. But it's a really interesting one, which kind of pulls quite a lot of different stuff together between McCarthy, Lou Elizondo, Osa, Ned Spass, and all the stuff that's happening now within the American government. It's worth yeah. looking at. It's called weaponized. It's uh, you get it on like podcasting sites and stuff like that or YouTube. Yeah. Cool. Now, George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell. I know you don't know who that is. Yeah, I know. I've so I've got the book there that needs to that needs to be opened and start reading that. What one's that? <laughs> the hunt hunt for the skinwalker. Aye, aye. Yeah. Well I've 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 read that and watched most of the stuff enough for him, but actually I hadn't had the red skinwalkers at the Pentagon, and uh, I listened to a lot of books they're driving stuff like that. So that's yeah. they didn't have it in audio, and it's just um, I've just bought it today in audio. That that's yeah, right. covers a bit with the bass 
the bar situation and uh, yeah. it covers a lot of the hitchhiker stuff in that as well. So I've, I've, I've watched podcasts on it and between yeah. the people who are well, involved. I, because of you, I ended up downloading Audible and I've mm. got, you get free credit when you first go on there, don't you? Yeah. You yeah. get one credit. So I've got um, Skinwalker Ranch. Facing the unknown force that haunts the something basin. Mm-hmm. Can't see it. Writing's too small. I've not got my glasses on. So yeah, I've got to listen to that next week as well. So I'll be getting it audible, video, and book. So if you don't know anything next week, <laughs> you know my memory. <laughs> I've even not done it, or my memory's shocking, or a bit of both. <laughs> Right, a um, couple more questions. So, nicknames asking, do cows behave like that when they are ill? No, I've not got a claim. Don't know. No ranch no. land. Probably. <laughs> they, they, won't, they behave differently, but depends how ill they are, I suppose. Depends what's wrong with them. Yeah, you could put it into that. You probably got a farmer saying, yeah, they do. That's the way they act. But I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not, I, I don't know enough about them. But I, you know that, that thing anyway, there's too many... When there was EMF readings next to where the cow was um, yeah. quite high, and also that thing happened to Kayla's phone and the scene that thing above the cow just as it was like, yeah, um, it was like dropping down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they, they were saying that the um, the Geiger counter, the oh, what's it called? EMF meter, yeah, the radiation levels were that high because that other security guy was there wasn't he, he was he was treating yeah. it like uh dragon no oh, his mate oh Caleb, yeah. yeah yeah he was treating it like uh crime scene doing all the photos and measuring it all up and everything else yeah, yeah. and then they went back and said look you need to get out get out of it the radiation levels are too high you're going to be ill and that, yeah, and that's when they went, and then it jumped over then to when they was going, find out where the rest of the cattle had gone. Yeah. So, right. Um, next question is from Space Cadet. Do you both think any more of the CCTV evidence, evidential material from when Bob Bil- Bigelow had the ranch will ever be released? Hope so. I mean, I do hope so. I know, I know going back to the stories when, when the, when they had all the the video cameras up and stuff like that, they actually got some of them got dewired and the wires ripped it, and um, they they had another camera on that camera, and yeah. you couldn't you, you couldn't see it happen. It looked like somebody had actually climbed up the pole and ripped all the wires out. It totally ripped them out the cameras, but you couldn't see it. But part no the question, but I think you will see something at some point. Um, the bounty yeah. have some tape evidence, but I think you'll probably more likely see more evidence now than you would back then because you look at the technology you had back in the 90s compared yeah. to like maybe I'd say even at that so that was probably um some of that time is for the 90s then it stretched into like obviously the 2000s um right yeah. into like the 2000s so the technology between even you look at like 15 years of technology you look what we've got now oh, we got yeah. cameras and stuff like that I mean I think you'll you're more likely to get something decent now um than you would back then yeah, but hopefully they'll have got something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, f- I think eventually they'll drip feed it like they do everything else. Yeah, but it's just ma- just matter of time in it and waiting. 
Um, right, next one is from Lottie again. Uh, have you lads noticed if the building type has an effect on the phenomena, e.g. brick and stone, in comparison to the timber structures? It's got an interesting question. I don't think so, because when you, you look at the stories past where the, the brick structure house had um, poltergeist phenomena in it, yeah, and stuff like that happened, and, and a lot of stuff happened in it, and then when you've got the timber structure houses, that's where some of the most, uh, where, where they get activity and stuff, but they're kind of wide yeah, open yeah. as well, but I'm not really sure, you know what I mean? In regards to there, I would say there's probably no change, but I think when you've got um, houses nowadays, I don't know, you maybe have like people think stone and thicker stone and all that can act as a recording kind of mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah but I was going to say same as you, different parts of the ranch is different types of building. And they've all got activity going on, so you can't can't really narrow it down to the materials used. So, I don't know. It's a difficult one, that. Yeah. Um, there we go. So, UFO Joe's asking, would any of you spend a week there? Me bother. Uh, hey. <laughs> No problem. Yeah, oh yeah, and the next one from Adam. So, would you accept a free two week holiday at the ranch? What <laughs> would you want to do? Yes. <laughs> I'd, if I had the chance to go, I'd go. Um, experiment wise, don't know. I'd. You couldn't just do one, could you? You'd have to do multitude of different things. Yeah. So you'd have to spend time in like Homestead One, then some time in Homestead Two. Go out to where, like, towards the ridge, and like do an overnight. I won't do overnight in a tent. You have to be in the back of a truck or something. So I can, if something does kick off, I can get out, <laughs> get away. <laughs> I see me in the front driving it. But I'd I'd pretty much just do all different dowsing EMF. I, um, I think for the as well. I mean, I wouldn't mind where like having some technology, obviously recording stuff. And the one of the most, most things that intrigued me further on was yeah. the, the kind of opening portal type ritual. So I think yeah. something in regards to mixed in with magic, right? Know that I'm a, a into magic or anything like that, but I'm saying like something like that, yeah, mixed yeah. in with technology because all this stuff seems to be interlinked between like life after death, UFOs, crazy stuff, high strangeness, and yeah. magic. It's all linked in. So, magic for, for some reason or other seems to hack the phenomena. So, yeah. um, with people doing different things or different rituals and, and, and things like that, I mean, that that's kind of what, it, what I can, can see it as. So, um that's what yeah what's well, I would do like thermal imaging. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean, technology. Yeah, thermal yeah, 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 yeah. Everything and are... some type of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. if they said to me, you can have any equipment that you need to do the experiments, but yeah, where do we even, sign? Even if you look at the day, for example, if you look at the people doing um, CE5, right, 
Yeah. You you see people doing CE5. You you see people going ghost hunting, right? So they go ghost hunting, right? And they will they will um stand and do like basically some kind of clearing or whatever first and all that. So and yeah. like to clear energies and all that or whatever whatever people do, right? So that there, that there, right, is is almost like a ritual. All right. Yeah. Regardless of how you want to hash it up, it is, right? So the the people are coming together and they're focusing on one kind of thing. The exact same as CE5, right? So yeah. that's why people get um, things coming for that as well. And you'll get things coming for, obviously, that's, that's the way I can see it. And I see these things like they can kind of like hack into it some way. Yeah. You know I mean? so it's like when I, cause I went out and did the investigation the other night. And we always do, before we get there, we kind of like, not clear the air, but same sort of thing. We just, like you say, stuff in your head to the energies that are around you. Yeah. Because you feel like you're right, idiot, if you say them out loud. Mm. It just, <laughs> and then when we finish, before we go home, we do it again to say, like, look, we're going back now. You're not com- You're not invited to come back with us. Mm. You have to stay here. And, so, you know, and just little things like that. Just like pr- protect protections. Here's another example as well. If if you're um, if you're learning to astral travel, right? If you're learning yeah. to astral travel, and depending who will teach you, right? When before you do it, you do affirmations and stuff like that, and you also do things where you protect your body, yes, right, from unknown entities or things like that. So even even we, Bob Monroe, right, Robert Monroe for the Monroe Institute, right. His astral yeah. travel is more like any scientific way of doing it, right? But he still goes down the route where you still need to try and have some kind of information to protect, project, uh, to protect your body. Along with, yes. you look at like another sense where maybe you have maybe like a magical sense or um, something like that teaching you how to astral travel. You always have some kind of project um, protection thing as well. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's... It's, it's it's all there, you know what I mean. So if you can imagine, if you're doing something where you're going to see five, and that's why people say that maybe CE five can be dangerous and stuff like that, because you're yeah. maybe no doing the protection things and stuff like that. I understand all that, yeah. but aye, a bit away in a tangent there, but aye, I I, I think no, no. from between magic and technology to try yeah. and I think you'd get yeah, just mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we at the one hour. Well, one hour twenty-eight because there's a couple of minutes late coming on. There are no more questions. Um, have you got any for me, Chris? Um, try to think. Try to think. Try to think. Do you think if you were going to think of a window area like that, um, anywhere you've been or looked at or whatever, where would you say it was? Because I, I, you can probably attribute a window area to a lot of different places. So, what would be the place near you, or a place you've been that you'd attribute to be a window area, like Skinwalker Ranch? <laughs> the house that I used to live in in Milton Keynes. <laughs> I swear, honestly, there was just everything going on. There was UFOs outside. There was growling noises. That was where I was in the back garden, seeing the pterodactyl fly over. Um, shadow people, full body apparitions running down the stairs around into the kitchen. There's everything was going on. 
the voices, the stuff being moved. Like mm. literally, you could. There's one. You used to keep one of the bedroom doors open. Well, we used the main bedroom door and the box room door because of the size of the bed. You couldn't close the bedroom door. End up taking that door off and getting a concertina on. Yeah. And there's um, it's like an era, but it's more for like putting coat hangers on. So there's a couple of cardigans and some house on there. Uh, sorry, I just got a message. I'm checking what it was. Um, I'm seeing this cardigan on a coat and it just went, moved out like that, stopped like three, four seconds, mm -hmm. and then slowly went back. Weren't swinging, weren't blowing. Someone physically moved it and there was no one else there. And I just went, I just made this weird noise and like slid under the covers because I That's knew where it was. I mm -hmm. knew who it was as well, and it was just yeah. I'd only been living there about two months. So, what do you think was the growling noises? Joe Weeks is saying we shall not be moved. You <laughs> <laughs> stay on at ten if you um, want. You stay on it, if you you'd get in on. You stay on at ten if you want. It's up to you, Candy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do weekends, so I don't have to be up early or anything anymore. Um, we See, the growling one, that was the weirdest one of all. So where we used to live, it was a, it was a croft. And so description was four rows of houses making a, a, a square, grass in the middle and a path all the way around. Directly opposite the house where I lived was like an underpass, and that went to where the communal parking was. Yeah. Then to the left and adjacent left was a walkway that cut through the croft. So you start one, and you'd be able to walk all the way through all the others. Right. So I was upstairs, um, front bedroom, and the window they opened horizontally, not vertically. So it was yeah. tilted open, probably about a couple of inches. Um, person I was with was in the bathroom but her daughter had come into I think she's getting a school uniform or something it must have been a, a week uh, school night week night whatever and I'm like please tell me you can hear that noise and she's only like 13 14 she's looking at me and I'm like she starts laughing I went don't be laughing I went, stick, your, stick your head out the window see where it is <laughs> you stick your head out and yeah all right and we was both laughing, but it it was a nervous laugh. We was laughing because we were scared. Yeah, it wasn't we because we could both hear it, and it was like a guttural. I can't even explain it. Now the only dogs in the area was the how well opposite us were flats, so opposite and to left a bit they had a, they had a Jack Russell. That was it, and. Next door, but one they had a like a Springer Spaniel or something. So yeah. there were no big, big dogs. There's no that would the there's no dogs in the area that could make that noise. If I had to guess it's something that was under the window, yeah, like an animal that we know about, I'd say it was a bear or a lion that was mm. stood under the window growling. Because of the paranormal side to everything. Yeah. I'd say it was some kind of dog man. Didn't see it, couldn't smell anything. But where the wind, so say where the microphone is, the wind is open like that. That 
that bit there, I'd say that's where it was. I just couldn't see it. It was right at the window or just below it. It's, it's mad that when you get that mixture of, kind of melting, melting pot of things going on. And the reason I asked you about the, the kind of growling thing as well is because yeah. I came across a story um, which um, which is quite an interesting story. And uh, I podcasted, I got the guy to tell me the story and he didn't even want to podcast it. And um, and the guy recorded it and stuff like that. And he said, you can relay it out if you want. But was that a good yeah, yeah. story? He let me change his voice and put it out and he um because he's job and all that kind of stuff he, he didn't want it relayed out or anything but he, he managed to if i said if i change your voice and let you hear it would you let me put it out and, mm-hmm. he, and he said fine so his, his story was i'm not going to go delve right into deep it because it, it was quite a lot to it but from a young age he's seen beans come into his room he'd seen them outside and he'd see them come into his room and that that's yeah. mainly what he could remember he used to just hide under the covers and then he would and then he would um he would just wake up the next morning or whatever else. And, and he'd seen other things as well. He'd seen like UFOs and stuff like that and, and whatever. And, and this happened right through his childhood. And then he stayed at a kind of like a farmstead type place. Um, yeah. And right round about that area I'm talking about where you get the kind of Falkirk trial. I'm not going to say exactly where, obviously, but um, yeah. it was in that area. And it was in the same time frame when it was all going on. And um, I've met the guy twice totally sound, yeah. stable mind and all that kind of stuff and understand yeah, yeah. the job he's got. He's, he's no one, he's no one in relating that, which is fine. But I put it out there and just changed the, the voice and that, right? But um, he he said when he went away for the house he stayed in and he came back into it and I think he moved into, into a bit of his wife or whatever um, and he was a bit younger. And um, yeah. for the first few months of moving back in, he heard growling in the house. So like loads of different phenomena I heard. It was like, like you seen UFOs, you seen like, or like, numerous times the lights and stuff like that his mum and dad seen them as well he'd seen beans come into his room um mm-hmm. like kind of typical gray um kind of kind of whitish um grays coming the outside in is almost like they're coming through the wall um he also had a time where he'd seen like a, a kind of mantis type gray ah, right over his bed when he was on holiday um, and he could see it he woke up and it was like he could see his leg and stuff like that and, and yeah. he, he ended up he ended up um, when he came back to this house he was in, he heard growling. He kept they kept hearing growling all the time in yeah. the house. Like it was like a guttural growl in the house. And he said it lasted for months. He goes, it would come and go. And he goes, I got I just got like that sick at one one day I stood up and I just shouted, like, Well, you just get F off or something like that. Yeah. And it, and it stopped. It stopped. Um, but this thing was like he could hear it all the time. So it's it's just it's these things kind of chalked up together where and he also had like kind of ghostly things. So he's got UFO type things going on, right? Yeah. He's got um being type things going on, almost almost like he's an abductee, but he can't remember being abducted, right? He's also got um things like that, that growling thing, apparitions. Yeah. Also had things outside where they'd heard like it was like a baby crying, like like in the middle of the night somewhere. But and he said, I know what foxes know that sound like. It goes yeah, yeah. like that. It goes yeah, the screams, the don't they? We know what it's like. And uh, he said, I know that kind of went on, but when you you have that kind of melting pot of the whole kind of thing together in yeah. like a small location, there you go. I mean, you're, you're writing what you're saying, Ken. When I'm asking you about we would be the window area for you, you're saying back in my old house. I'd yeah. probably say, oh, I'm attributing quite a lot to the area where I stay. And yeah. um, we had stuff like that in my old house. 
know what I mean? And like the, the yeah. kind of weird stories what happened at mine. But like, not a stone's throw from my house, there's been like mega UFO reports. I mean, yeah. back in the day. You know what I mean? Some for police, some for again, um, other people within the community and all that kind of stuff. And then when you look just five miles out, there's more. Ten miles out, there's more. Again, prominent abduction cases and all that. And they're yeah. all there. You know what I mean? They're all there through time. Yeah. And, um, well, well, back at the house, that was where I found what I think was an implant in my nose. That was in the same house as well. And the... So the original A5, Watling Street, mm. that that runs right at the back of the house, probably not even 100 yards. So whether that's got a connection to it or not, I don't know. Mm. But but the, well, this is the other thing as well. So you know Jessica Jones did that remote viewing for me? Yeah. So right at the top, the first thing that she wrote was... I don't know what the... First word says, I can't read it, but next to it says dog noise stroke outside house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny about <button> back. <laughs> that's, that's, a dog, that's a dog came back. That yeah. noise, <laughs> reverberation, I see it. Aye. Yeah, so you can just see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, for her to get that, because the coordinates that I give her was for that house. Just I seen a question there just for um what so is there a, yeah. a high strangeness area in Scotland Chris would like to investigate? So I've kind of there's a there's a place obviously I think I mentioned it last week and I've mentioned it before, um, which I do find interesting. So you've got in the second highest mountain in Scotland is, is Ben McDo. And yeah. there's been that's been attributed to um stories about the grey man, the big grey man. Right. Yeah. So you get the big green man, which is like some type of Bigfoot type creature. There's been multiple stories out in the past with prominent mountaineers. Uh, a guy called Affleck Gray, sorry, Affleck Gray recorded them in a book called The Big Green Man. And I never read the book before because I kind of thought it was like a tongue-in-cheek type book called The Big Green yeah. Man. I just thought it was like... But then I read it and I kind of I kind of hooked him in some of the stories and stuff in it. When you, if you follow that kind of stuff, you can see, as I said last week, you can you can see like um the same type of points that happen. So it's like again, footsteps falling and all that kind of stuff. You can't see them and 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 obviously there was other things as well. Like it was almost like you'd hear somebody talking like further away, but it's like a different language, or you hear can there's like loads of different things, or people are actually seeing these big things, like actually kind of massive big things. A guy yeah. tried to shoot it once, he had like a handgun, right? And this is going back in the early 1900s. But Athlete Gray put in, he put in lots of um, prominent cases in there, which he thought were kind of prominent enough to be in there. Some of them are actually in the papers and stuff, like the Scotsman, kind of yeah. prominent paper, right, back in the day. And these were very prominent kind of hill walkers and mountaineers, so he knew they had a bit of credence behind them. He had loads of other cases, but he didn't put in the book. I mean, I want to try and find these, get his dossier if I can. Yeah, yeah. The guy's dead now. But that area... Um, that area up there is an interesting area because it's you've got it's the second highest mountain, it's Cairngorm Mountains. People were missing up there quite a lot as well in the fact where I don't think they I think they get found and stuff, right? But the um there's always compass area and stuff like that, but the area it's all granite, right? Big massive granite area um yeah. up there. It's all granite. Um 
which again is attributed to some cases and stuff like that. You've got all that, it kind of goes on. A lot of different stories on about. I'm going to highlight them in a, in a podcast at some point soon. Yeah, yeah, Across from that, there's another there's another mountain just just adjacent from Ben McDo called um, the Devil's Point. Um, it used to be yeah, called yeah. the Devil's Penis. It's called, it's called another name, but translated, it's called the Devil's Penis. So yeah. the, devil's, the Devil's the detail with the, the names in that. And there was a lot of folklore stories with this mountain as well about um, I'll need to dig back into them, but it was like some like pregnant women be lured there or things like that. Was something like oh, that. Right, yeah. okay. So there's an area in between the two as well, um, which is a, a big massive gorge that cuts right through it, right? So you're in this big valley between the two, middle of nowhere. It takes you about like six hours to walk into it. And um so that whole area, there's a there's like a bothy, a bothy's like a small kind of cottage or whatever else, middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. climbers and that can go and stay in. So there's some stories for that as well, yeah. um, at night and stuff, because I was digging through some of the old forums with the hill walkers and stuff like that. So I went and stayed there a few summers ago. And um, so I walked in, went on myself, took a tent, and yeah. um, went right in the middle between the two mountains. Um, yeah. But it was in the, I didn't really think about it that much because it was in the summer and in the highest summer right in Scotland. It was only dark for like two hours. So right, <laughs> that yeah. night at half eleven, twelve, and it was like then it was light again, like it was like half two or three in the morning. Yeah, it was just that time of summer. But uh, I was at Nakard anyway, so I left. I left during the day, or the kind of late on. The time I got there, it was like half nine. So I had sun to eat, then went to bed, then woke up the next yeah. morning and went back out again. So I'm going to go back in there and spend a bit of time. I'd actually said to uh, Chris Turner and Paul Sinclair about it, and um, they were yeah. interested maybe coming in and uh, going back in up to Ben McDo. But the whole area. Is interesting because there's also gone back in the day, which I might have said last week as well. There are, there's a, a UFO cult called the Athiri Society. So right. they, they've been gone since maybe like the 50s or 60s. And they're stating some of the kind of stuff that's getting stated today through people like Dolores Cannon or regressors, regression and all that kind of stuff. So they yeah. can um, talk about all the kind of stuff that, um, that was like channeled for basically aliens and stuff like that, apparently, right? And they yeah. sort of put this kind of UFO, when they say it's a UFO religion or UFO, when they say a cult, because maybe you know what I um, say a cult for a fact that, because it's any DB, a drug at the term, a drug at the term, and like that. I'm just, it's, it's a group or a, a religion, a UFO religion or a UFO group. And they believe that they've got sacred mountains that's been passed, this knowledge has been passed down through channelers, or one of the main guys that started with a channeler, um, for um, these aliens or whatever. Ben McDo, the place Ben McDo. In fact, it's next to Ben McDo. It's not actually Ben McDo. It's just right next to it. Was the this one of the sacred mountains throughout the world? They're all over the world, but one of them's there at that place. Yeah. And they still have pilgrimages to it and stuff like that. Same area. So it's like it's yeah. interesting that there's like all that type of activity up there. Yeah. Um, with the whole kind of thing up there, and then back in the day as well, Alistair Crowley. He was a member of the Mountain yes. Club. He was a member of the club. He stayed, he ah. stayed basically, he stayed up in, um, well, as a crow flies, he was probably about 40 miles away. But it was a, a longer journey if he, like, obviously gone by the road. Um, yeah. But aye, so mm. pretty interesting, like, whole area. Yeah. So we'll, I'll be back up there again and get to spend a bit of time up there and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I, 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 we went, oh, with the ex uh, about 16 years ago now, we went staying up at Fort William. And we drove up, well, it was only about two miles from Ben Nevis. So we went <coughs> up there for the day. 
and we got the cable car going up. You're where the restaurant is part way up. Yeah, you. Yeah. Them cable cars are the most horrific things I've ever <laughs> been in in my life. I got when I got got out of the top. I said to the guys, "Went, do I have to go back down in them?" He went, "No." He goes, "We don't. We don't even use them." <laughs> so I I walked back down. It took me about about an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, this is like middle. This is Christmas week, so I think this is like the twenty seventh, twenty eighth of December. Yeah, so I'm walking down with about thirty layers on, big ski coat, waterproof trousers, like hiking boots and all that. And as you're walking past the forest in the mountain, it, all the way down, it felt like I was being watched. It was, and there's only everyone else got the cable car. I'm like, I'm not going. I'd rather walk and get attacked by someone than go back down in one of them. <laughs> but it just, it just felt like there was something there watching yeah. me all the way through. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, it is. I mean, that's that's the when you get that kind of thing. I mean, with that, with that kind of feeling, as I said, I got yeah. that feeling. I got that feeling with the. The place with the silver man happened. Yeah. No, no, that happened. Yeah, but I got it like twenty years prior. Oh, well, it was actually probably probably a good bit after it happened. But it was twenty years yeah. prior of interviewing the guy. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it like about hundred meters from the spot, but fifty hundred meters from where it actually happened. I was quite, I was quite shocked at that. Hmm. Strange, isn't it? How you get them feelings in certain areas, and you well, don't know made, why. This made me turn on my heels, and I was just out running, and I, I'm yeah. no. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying. I don't usually scare easy with stuff. And yeah. um, I was out running and something just stopped me in my tracks and I kind of thought, I'm not going any further. I'm not going into the woods. I, I've been yeah. since. I've been since and stuff. Um, but it was that day, just a feeling I had that day. Yeah. It was like, I didn't go any further. Something's going to happen. Or it's, that's the kind of, it was a yeah, feeling. It's, it's head, a gut feeling, isn't it? Yeah. So I yeah. turned around and, and high-tailed it back out of there. And I'd mentioned to my wife, it was only, I think at the time, I must have only been about 23 or somewhere, 24. Yeah. And then um, it was like later on recently when I interviewed the guy with the Silverman, it happened that it was basically in about the same place. And yeah. there's burial mounds there as well. Small, uh, small yeah, bit, yeah, the but there's, there's Bronze Age, Bronze Age burial mounds there. Yeah. Hmm. No, it is. It's just, get when you get that feeling, it's, it's good that you get it because to me it's a warning. Yeah. I... I feel sorry for the people that don't get these messages because they're going to carry on going and is are they part of the missing 411? Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you an interesting story, right, which I just only found yesterday and I hadn't, even, I hadn't even known the story. We yeah. watched the 411 thing and then with this woman going missing um, recently, right, with a uh, in England where obviously walking a dog and she disappeared next to the river, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying she's the party missing for one other in law. I'm, I'm not saying that, right? But um, it's the same kind of points, right? But some when I was looking, I was just looking through to see any updates on it and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. somebody referred it to, oh, it's like um, something like my husband who disappeared like a year before. So I was looking, I was looking at his case, right? Yeah. So this yeah. guy, this guy, um, who was a, a bushcraft expert, right? And had a, had a business, bushcraft expert, business and that. He went up to a place called, um, I think it was Loch Navia, right? It's up in Scotland, right? This is back yeah. in March, back in March last year. 
and he, he went up there and he was um, going into a bit of like bushcraft and, and walking and stuff like that. Totally disappeared. Totally disappeared. And um, they've had like search parties out for him. They've had like, yeah. a dog and all that kind of stuff. Guy's never been found. Totally disappeared. Strange, isn't it? Scotland's not a massive place. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, and they had they had all the search and rescue looking for this guy. If I, I'm not looked right into the case. I just, I was reading like the news yeah, report. Yeah. But they had like um, trackers and, and all that kind of stuff out looking for him and, and never found him. He's not even found any stuff. Guy just totally like this. And there was no, there was no indication of the guy having any issues or mental health issues. Yeah. Or, uh, he was away for like, he, he went away in adventures. He had kids and all that. Totally but don't you think, don't you think the, the pattern with this is though, that these Bigfoot sightings, one minute they're there, the next minute there's no trace of them. They've just completely vanished. Yeah, yeah. And same with these missing people. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be some connection. I'm not saying there's a connection to Bigfoot and the missing people, but the way that they're seen, they're not seen, Aye. and then same goes. That, well, that to me, that's the connection. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like these these things seem to appear and disappear. Yeah. When you look into the the cases and all that kind of stuff. But see, you think the t-shirt I've got on the day. It's like, could they be just walking into a portal? If well, you can't thing. see it, you don't, you don't know, do you? You're just walking about and you step through it and you can't get back. Well, that was that was the interesting thing when jumping a few bits here when David Plytus was talking about four one one when you, the original cases, you had yeah. cases yeah. where. People actually walked into something, and it was like they were in a bubble. And there was other people who seen like a shimmering thing in front of them, and he said like it was almost like he said his foot disappeared when he, went, he put his foot into it. Yeah. He said he could see through it; it was opaque. But when he put his foot into it, he couldn't see his foot. And yeah. there's another interesting thing as well, sort of in kind of relation to that, which is like back here when I was when I was looking at the the folklore stories. Uh, his name again. Oh, what's his name? The Reverend, the Reverend uh, Aberfoyle at the time uh, wrote the Secret Commonwealth. Secret Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, so he he had collected lots of different stories. And when the author was going through all the diaries and stuff, right? Yeah. There were stories, there was like there was quite a lot of stories of people disappearing and reappearing. Rather than just like, I mean, we looked into it. It wasn't mainly like just folkloric fairy stories because that's what people attributed to it and think it yeah, is that, yeah. right? But most of the stories were were, were quite were things like people disappearing and reappearing, or people disappearing and coming back like a week later, and things yeah. like that. And the one that just like on a wonder, I mean, they'd actually like disappeared, yeah, and um, completely and, vanished. Yeah, and they attributed it to. Things like that. I mean, there was one case where I think the women disappeared for like a year or something and came back. And yeah. there was like a lot of strange ones like that. But that was kind of some of the kind of strange ones you found as you're digging through some of the um, the diaries here. Robert Kirk, that's his name. Couldn't remember his name there. Well, when Jessica Jones came on first time, she was saying they went out doing some field research and two of the guys what went into a portal. It was like a big cube or something, a big square. Yeah, and they went in and then come back. I think 
don't know if he put the arm in and then pulled it back out I can't, without looking back at it. Um, yeah. I don't know the full details, but same thing. They want to know, and it was there. They just picked up like this. I'm sure, she said that it was like a shimmering thing. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, that, very, that's similar, very similar to what you've been saying. That's interesting with the cube because in one of the David Polite's stories, yeah, this yeah. new film, um, the guy said he sees like a glass cube, and it was uh, almost like he walked into a. It was it was almost like the cube was like a ship. Um, because he, what what happened to him? He seen his story was he'd seen like five um, elk, five elk, and they were stationary. And he went to shoot them, but he noticed that they were like they weren't moving at all. They were just like they were like in total like static like motion, frozen, frozen. Aye. So he took aim and he tried to shoot one, and um, his bullet hit something in front of them. And he went up, making he actually found his bullet and it hit something like quite hard. And yeah. he he turned round and it was like a, he said it was just almost like a a glass cube. And then he ended up he ended up in the ship or whatever else, and it was. Um, and they ended up, they, they abducted them. But the story yeah. was they abducted them, but they put them back because they had a vasectomy. That was the story. Yeah, uh, right. And that was when it went back to, like, it was, like, back in the day. It was, like, it was years and years ago, like. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the guys said that was, like, um, again, it was Jane up. But, like, they actually found the guy living. So the guy's still living to this day. And they interviewed him again. Um, just for, I've never heard of that before. It's quite a strange one, like. But it's interesting now that you're seeing, like, spheres and cubes and that above the... Um, America with the fighter players are like, like coming across yeah. the I'm not saying it's a Chinese balloon um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you never know made made in Taiwan so is that Pallides once uh, if he has ever sold a missing 411 and he said no just talks about others have given him takes the credit I, I can see what you mean with that uh, oh. he's just going around collecting the stories I Ah, right, okay. Right. Cool. There's loads of right. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be. You can't just be, all be in one area, can they? What I'm going to try and do for this area, with the, with the, the high strangeness that's happened over the years Yeah. Um, up here, I really want to try and dig into historical stuff. I want to yeah. try and find out if I can, because like, there's old mines in that up there as well. There's like silver mines yeah. in that. So I want to try and find out where we could find some of that stuff. Quite hard to find. The good thing is that one of the towns I stay next to hold quite all, all, all the old records on that. Yeah. So need a bit of delving. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um. I've, someone's put a question for me. I know it's hit before from Space Cadet. Um. Just do it quickly. Where is your next live stream location, please? Last invasion. Last in. Ah. Oh, can't talk. Last investigation was really good. Last invasion. Um. It's actually going to be tomorrow afternoon at about three o'clock. So we went to, I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. No. We to, there's a pine forest down the road from me, but it's owned by the Spencer family, as in Princess Diana. Yeah, yeah. So Alfarp House is about where we was to where that is, about a mile and a half, two miles down the road. And that's where the lake is, where Princess Diana was buried in the middle. Mm -hmm. So all that land... Is owned by the Spencer family, so that's got to be hundreds, if not thousands, of years old and like part of their, I suppose, nature reserve, whatever you want to call it. 
So when we went the other night, we've seen a few orbs in that. I seen there's a red one that flashed right in front of me, but we could see a dark mass between the trees. Mm-hmm. So it, the thing is, I was watching it back the other night, and it's really glitchy on the video. So I moved the torch away because I thought if this whatever's there isn't going to move on pointing the to- torch at it. Anyway, I moved it away. When I moved it back, the gap where this black mass was, you could then see the trees through it. Mm-hmm. So what? there's no eye shine coming from it or nothing. Uh, and then Rick, he, we got a bit nearer to it, but all the batteries started to go on the um, LEDs and that. Yeah. So he went in <clears throat> and he said he got there and he, he couldn't say anything, but he could definitely tell that the, 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 there was something that had been there. So we're going to go back tomorrow day about three o'clock. Stay till just as it starts getting dark and see if we can pick anything up again. So it's literally it's like fifteen minutes from my house. How do you how do you record the live ones? What do you record it on? YouTube Live. I, mean, you I used to phone. do it. I used to do use my phone. So I used to do it through Streamyard and then yeah. to, like we do like we're doing tonight. Yeah. But then when you're doing the live, you're using one platform to link to another platform. Yeah. Might as well just go straight onto YouTube Live and do it direct. It's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just, just do it through that. And then, obviously, there's no intro or outro <laughs> or anything, but then that makes it... I think that's better to watch because if you're watching a live investigation, you're not going to be watching all the credits and everything else, do you, really? You just want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so doing that one tomorrow then we are supposed well i need to get in contact with the guy we're going down to highgate cemetery in london there's a guy from cardiff um he had a encounter with two one or maybe two large black hounds of some sort and this was about i think he said it was about 20 to 1 in the morning but there's more so supposed to be going down there meeting him there i'm going to do an interview with him and he's going to talk me through what happened and everything that went on so i'm going to do that as a podcast rather than doing a live live one so they're the next two they've got lined up then it's going to be what we're in now february march april i've got guests every week now up till the end of march uh to the end of april then in May, we're going to go out and do some more like proper investigating. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing cemeteries because I'm so bored of cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we do get stuff, it's like you just, I don't want, that being horrible, I don't want to go looking for dead people. I want to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want something different, like yeah. the elemental, elves, goblins, fairies, light beings, orbs, what? You know what? Not spirits and ghosts. I want something just completely different. Mm. I think there's too many people now doing graveyards and cemeteries and derelict houses and all that. I want to be going out into the woods and forests and fields and middle of nowhere doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have got a project that I want to do in the summer, but I need to, I know what I want to do. I just, Need to see if anyone else wants to come along and do it. So that should be a good one. 
fingers crossed. If not, I'll just go and do it on my own. You can come to Ben McDo. <laughs> well, that well, I may as well tell you now. I've started saying it. What what I want to do? Hire a minivan. Yeah. If you can get like another four or five people, hire a minivan and then go to find a couple of locations, do a couple of nights. Say do a Friday till Monday. Yeah. Go drive to one place, stay over, go out do an investigation. Everyone crash back in the minibus, minivan or whatever overnight or next day whatever sleeping pattern we're going to be having yeah and then the next one go that go to another location and do that mm -hmm. but for me to do it on my own it's <clears> going to cost <throat> far too much yeah so if we can get another four or five people to join in or throw money in towards renting the vehicle and fuel and that it'll work out a lot cheaper and it'll be a good laugh mm -hmm. and to meet people as well so i've got five or six different locations that I'm looking at doing. So one of them includes Rendlesham. <laughs> I've got a motorhome. Yeah, that that's what I want. That's that's what I want. <laughs> Hire, yeah. But that's yeah. the thing, if we could hire a motorhome, it don't have to be a massive one, just yeah. enough to few people to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind doing Rendlesham. I mean, keep me in the hanging for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got Rendlesham, Fetford, because I think Fetford. Just as you get into Suffolk, you've got a place mm -hmm. called Elvedon, which is where Centre Parks is. But yeah. you've got Wol Wolfden, so you've got a lot of the oddly named pla places. Yeah. So they, they must have been named that for a reason, and there's a lot of um, UK and US. Air bases around that area as well. Yeah. So yeah, so there's Rendlesham, Fetford, Cannock Chase, um, New Forest. Um oh, there's another one, but I can't remember. Someone mentioned going up to Bempton, but that Danes mm -hmm. Dyke around there. Yeah, quite fancy up at Bempton as well. Like I mean, quite fancy that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, if we just like I said just need to get Four or five more people to jump in with us, um, sort it all out, and then just choose one of one or two places to go to. Mm. Bit of a road trip, a few investigations, and hopefully we don't go missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we come back and tell our story. That's it. So, that's it. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, that's the plan. Feeling at the glass cube. Yeah, I'll probably drive straight through it with us all, innit? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't mind driving so because I drive for a living anyway mm -hmm. do 300 miles a day so mm -hmm. it's nothing really yeah, no so yeah right no worries you want to call it a day yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. we're just over the two hours now so thank you everyone for joining the chat thank you Chris Chris's amazing idea for the skinwalker thank you thanks Andy thanks everybody the chat um, yeah i'll get what i'm gonna do because i'm gonna watch season two this week i'll get some screenshots of everything that we're going to be covering just so then when we're talking about stuff we can i can try and get, try and get some um what do you call yeah, it some, yeah, Dragon some images. <laughs> the digging <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> Right, no worries. Right, listen, thanks very much, everybody. Yes. Yeah.
I love doing this. Absolutely love it. It's great. So, right. Oh, before I go, next Wednesday, I am doing my other channel, Flying Solo. Got Michael Kopf coming on. And then next Friday, we're back doing part three of this. Is it part three, isn't it? Yeah. Part three, yeah. Yeah, season part three. Two, season, season two, part three. Season two, part three, then it's yeah. season three, part four, just to confuse everyone. Yeah. Not on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, for those that don't watch tomorrow, have a great weekend. For those that do, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. And that's it. We're done. So take care and see you soon. Cheers, Goodbye. folks. Bye-bye.